This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Hey, welcome back to this week's Baldhead Bible After Show, Waxing the Dome. And we're here with my good friend Fidget, that's his camp name, but Ben Tissell. Yeah, you got it. And Swedish, did you say? Swedish, yeah, very Swedish. Um, and by the way, my name's Katzian, K-A-T-S-I-O-N, and like you, if I meet any other Katzian, yeah. they have to be related to me in some way. Really? Because most people then, it's the N at the end. Most people are Katsios with an S on the end. Oh. And we're a Katsian with an N. And like you, my great-great-grandfather joined the army or something and they misspelt it. Wow. That's interesting. But one thing you had mentioned is your theater career. Yeah. And I know you have a real interest in uh, theater and art. And then it's particularly art and theology or art in the Bible. Yeah, and if if I wanted to have a good, where would you say is a good place to start when talking about, you know, the the confluence of theology and art? Uh, all the way back at the beginning, <laughs> the creation. That's of, what everybody said. No, you're right. You're the right. creation of the world really is an act of uh, art of making art, uh, in a in a sense. I think of art as uh, the expression. Uh, of uh, more abstract realities in a concrete form. So, uh, uh, and we, man, there are so many different types of art, it's hard to even talk that broadly. But uh, when God wants to create the earth, he wants to, he wants to create a world that expresses something about his character, right? And his sacrificial self-giving love that he has as the trinity among himself you know what i mean and so he expresses that through the creation of the world and all the little details that go into it all speak to that so that's a that's a creation of art that happens right at the beginning and i think it's an act of god's playful creativity which is really what art making is and uh and then even right there in the very beginning it says that the trees of the garden that god planted were uh beautiful to look at and good for food so, the, so right at the beginning, God's not just after utilitarian, people need food, so I better feed them, but he's after beauty, and that's part of God's character that he wants to express. That's one of his eternal qualities, is his beauty. So we start right at the beginning, and then all through scripture, God uses story, and poetry, and song, and some people even think uh, theater. Uh, people, some scholars say that the, the book of Job is actually a play script. Uh, and uh, he uses all these different types of literature and expression to tell his story that he's trying to tell in in the world. And you know, a a sermon or a systematic theology, some of what we get in like the New Testament letters uh, or, or other places in the Bible, are they serve a really unique purpose, a really important purpose, but something like the Psalms serves a different purpose being that it's poetry and song and prayer. So uh, I think you just look at the Bible and you see 
art. So if art is is ingrained in the Bible, why yeah. are Christians so bad at it? <laughs> what a good question. Well, first of all, because I mean, admit it. If you hear it's a Christian movie, you're like, oh, Uh-oh. it's got a, or yeah. a Christian, or, or worse, a Christian play. Yeah, true. They're yeah. the worst. They're the worst, right? Uh, even though I did used to run a Christian theater company, I understand that. Hopefully, you did, but you know what I mean. I mean, we have all this wonder, and I know Christians have, you know, like Bach. You yeah. know, was a. I mean, we've produced great music, but well, I, I don't know. I just think we're bad at it. You know, Bach. Bach was the norm for a while. Like in the medieval era and the Renaissance, the church was the outputter of art. Yeah. The the general public or the general, uh, like the the government didn't didn't support that the general population didn't support that but the church valued beauty and so that's why so much of art was on biblical themes for so long and i think we've lost that because we we especially in the west in western culture which is really the only culture i'm super familiar with to be honest <laughs> uh especially in western culture as around the enlightenment we decided that uh theology and Really, just learning about God, which, which we say theology, and we think immediately academic discipline, but just learning about God is a scientific pursuit, not necessarily a, a narrative or a creative pursuit. It right. doesn't involve imagination. Because somehow imagination is a bad thing, or or, right. or, or, or somehow imagination is a waste of time. And And like you said, the Bible... It's full of imagination. Oh, absolutely. And, and some of the greatest writers, you know, I'm thinking of like C.S. Lewis or J.R.R. Tolkien were Christians and immensely imagined. Right. Know? But for some reason we've now said, well, you know, thinking about God theologically but not imagining a play or a song to honor him, you know, the one is of greater value than the other. Right, and you, you think about like, you know, the image of God in human beings, and the image of God in human beings, we assume, is more on the rationalistic side of our, our creation, or maybe on the relational side. We don't think of God as imaginative or creative or, or joyfully creative at, at all. And so we don't really assume that that's essential to being human. But it totally is, because in the beginning, he says, fill the earth, multiply and fill the earth, subdue it. He's saying, like, create the that's the cultural mandate right create culture and he's and and we've sort of taken that to mean create systematic theologies right right, which is important don't get me wrong that's important but it's also like when i there's a have you ever heard of dorothy sayer's play the man born to be king well i've heard of dorothy sayer but i haven't heard of the play she wrote all these plays and this is maybe the best one all these plays about either moments in christian history or that play is about the life of Jesus. And it is, when you read it, it's jaw-dropping. Because it, like, makes theology... And she said this. She said, I'm just, she was a theologian, right? She was a trained theologian. And she said, I'm just trying to dramatize Christian truth. And it was incredible. But these days, when you get into Christian art, they're not so much trying to dramatize Christian truth or make it come alive in a way. They're, they're not, you know, expressing abstract ideas through art. About you know about God through art, they're, what they're actually doing is uh, trying to mimic something they're seeing in the world, which is just never going to work. I think Christians should be the most immensely creative artists. They should be doing things that no one else in the world is doing, artistically. Huh. 
Because I think one of the problems is we basically turn plays. I'm thinking specifically about drama because that's what I've been more interested in. Basically, a lot of Christian plays are just sermons. That's true. No, that's really true. They become a little too didactic rather than being concerned with good storytelling. You're you're saying, so how did Dorothy Sayers not do that? What did she do differently, I wonder? I, I think she was just a little more honest to what she was picking up from the scriptures or from theology and she's saying this is this is what god is doing and what god is like and i'm just going to put that on stage or but also also i should say she had done her homework and most christian artists that i know of don't do their homework first some some do don't get me wrong some do but they they don't know their bible and they don't know theology and they don't so they just well here's another here's another question i have can you do Christian art and not mention God? Can you do Christian art? Well, what makes art Christian? Well, I, I think you can. I think you can, too. The like, book like of a, Esther is a case in point. Who? The book of Esther. Oh, the Bible. yeah, that's right. He never, whoever wrote it never mentions God. Yeah. But I think, you know, you can do a great painting that honors God and not mention him once. I think that's true. Or, or you could do a painting about a beautiful landscape, and you know, and that honors God. Well, if you think about it, when you look at the world, uh, Paul says that God's divine attributes are clearly seen through what yeah. He has made. So you look at the world, and the world, you know, you don't see the you don't see the name of Yahweh, the Tetragrammaton, written in the clouds very often, and you right. don't you don't hear the trees when they rustle, whisperings, you yeah. know, Hallelujah. Right, yeah. right. But but we see his qualities through what he has but made. But what I'm saying is if you say, I want to do an art major, it's college. Most people are going to go, oh, yeah. that's a waste of time. Right. Or I want to be a music major, right. waste of time. And, and I'm like, no, that shouldn't be theoretically. Right. I think you're, I think you're right. If, if God's qualities are seen through what he has made, and he's made us to also be makers of things and of art and storytellers, then his eternal qualities can be seen through what we make also, even if they don't specifically say, you must call the name of the Lord to be saved. You know, that is true. We do need to evangelize. We need to witness. But our our art can be honoring to God without, I think. That's my opinion. No, I agree. But, you know, I'm going back to theater because me and you are interested in that. I, I think, have you ever come to a play and been offered a part but you has there ever been a time when you say i can't play that character because of the language i'd have to use or what i'd have to do on yeah. stage because i think that's something an artist has to think about i don't know if there's a term for that or how or what how well to... this is why i think christians need to be creating more art than they do because we might be interpreting somebody else's play script but we're not writing good ones of our own very yeah. often and so, for me, it, it is about, you know, the language or what I have to do. That You know, when I, I have turned down things before. But the most important thing for me is the story we're telling and the worldview it's portraying. And if, if I don't find any redeeming, fa- like, value in the script and the, and the worldview it's portraying, then I have to say no. Because I, I'm like, we don't need more stories like that. So if there's no redemptive quality to the story in any way. Yeah. So can you give me an example of a... I don't want to say dark, but a story that might be considered, I don't know, scary or whatever, but that has a redemptive quality uh, that you've been a part of. Or Oh, I see. Um, yeah. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. 
So, I mean, they don't always have to be sunny and light. I mean, there's lots of stuff that has a redemptive quality that, you know, um, still tell hard truths, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's very true. Uh, you know, I've been, I was part of a, well, I guess, yeah, I was, I was part of a show called Fly By Night. It was a musical. And it got very, very heavy in the second act. And very sad. Yeah. And it could have easily gone the route of, see, life is meaningless, nothing really matters, and ended there. But instead, it, it went to a place of hope and understanding that, like, uh, even in hard times, we can be reconciled to each other and we can still, like find a way forward and i was like that that's a story i can be a part of telling even though it's not explicitly a gospel story whereas there have yeah. been other stories when i go that's not a story i think we need to hear so is there a shakespeare play you think that doesn't fit your criteria of being redemptive oh man does hamlet is hamlet redemptive i was about to mention hamlet maybe maybe he says great thing i don't know it's not a happy ending i think redemptive doesn't mean it has to have a happy ending i would agree i think for me, Shakespeare, there's something so beautiful about what about the yeah. language that that's almost the redemptive thing in it. Yeah, because there's some there's some stuff like Richard Three and King Lear where it's just like, oh man. Well, actually, the end of King Lear is quite redemptive. But everybody dies at the end of King Lear. Yeah, but you got to listen to the speeches, <laughs> man. When he says, "We will we will sing together like birds birds in the cage." And uh, we will, as if we were God's spies, we will, oh, I love it so much. All right, well, on that note, we'll end this week's uh, Baldhead Bible After Show, Waxing the Dome. Um, thank you, Ben, and um, we'll see you next time. <laughs>